Hey everybody, you are listening to the Talk Your Sad Show, and I'm your host, Jennifer Wint. Welcome back. You can catch me on the internet as Jen Talks Tech. This is a show featuring stories and conversations about what it really means to be a black and brown woman and be successful in your career. I'm trying to have conversations about all the things in tech and in careers. That means the strategies, the success, the good, the bad, the glow up, the bad, the ugly, and the traumatic. And how we heal and learn lessons along the way. I also like to talk about things like luxury lifestyles, mindset hacking, skill building, wealth. I mean, like real generational wealth. I want to change the narrative and share stories and experiences of Black women that are changing the trajectory of their lives and their families' lives using tech. Now, let's talk some sass. Let's get into it. Welcome back, Sash Tribe. This is going to be my last episode of the season, and I'm so happy to be turning up with my girl, Janella. She is the host of the Tech Misfits podcast and a scrum master. Um, we're going to give the handles later on, so don't worry, because I know you guys will be following her on her IG, as well as subscribing to her podcast. So let's get into this episode. I'm so happy to have you guest hosting today. I'm so excited to be here. I love, love, love being guests. I'm so used to being the host and the person that puts on the party, but I'm rarely like an attendee or a guest. So when I am, I'm like always so excited. So yes, I'm excited. How that is. If you guys know, if you've been paying attention, you'll know, recognize her voice because I was also on her podcast and guest hosted um, earlier this year. So make sure you tune into that episode. Um, what episode was that? It was the world of non-technical roles. And that episode in particular is one of my top listen to episodes. So thank you for coming on and, you know, breaking the standard with me on Tech Misfits and just giving everybody the gems that you did because I got so much feedback from the episode. Like everybody really enjoyed what we talked about. So yes. Y'all tap in. Tap in, tap in. <laughs> so um, let's get into it. Uh, I like to ask all of my guests this starting out, but what was your first job? Ooh, like back ever? in the day, like ooh, girl. Yeah. Okay. Well. Okay. So, I am a shop baby. My mom was a hairstylist. My uh, stepmom was a makeup artist, and my mom was always very um, just adamant about me getting my cosmetology license. And when I was in high school, she was like, "You could be getting money now." Like, you know, just. One of those moments where it's just like trying to get your kid to yeah snap into reality, you know. And she was like, "You could see, you could be, you know, getting money now, and you know." Da, da, da. And I was like, "You know what? Yeah, okay." So I started doing hair. So I consider that my first job. I'm still a freelance hairstylist and makeup artist. But all through high school, I had clients. All my friends came. Yeah, like I was the girl that did hair. Everybody's hair. I did quick weaves for twenty five dollars. I did, um, I think, sew-ins for 50. Like, I was just getting my little money. And then right out of high school, um, my best friend, she was the manager at McDonald's. <laughs> and she got me a job, girl. And I was there for, like, a month, literally. <laughs> like, fast food was not for your girl. 
Um, and shortly after that, I went to Victoria's Secret. And I will say the Victoria's Secret, I always still consider like my first job, like that W-2 job. Because um, I was there for probably like two years mm. um, out of high school. And then, you know, just started like like I was in college at the same time. So yes. that was my little job. I was in retail. The VS girls was cute. The VS girls was cute back in the day. They were. Yeah. So they had the best, uh, what we call gratis. So we used to get like free bras, free panties. Girl, yes. Like, I love that job. Like, it was really, really fun. It was, yeah. 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 I know your entrepreneurial side, um, just watching your Instagram. So, this hair be done, this hair be laid, uh, the makeup <laughs> be popping too. So, yeah, there you go. Okay. <laughs> got to stay cute at all times okay <laughs> for no for real I, I feel like I get my my motivation from like trying to look my best each day I, t I actually talked about this on my last episode like working remote and how you know a lot of people um they you know they stay in their pajamas which is all kudos like by all means do that I have my days where I will do that but most days I get up and I do my hair i have my lashes i may not have on like an outfit but i got on my workout outfit you know like i the waist up you got the waist up fit <laughs> girl i got on shoes right now okay like it's from top to bottom because it just it prepares you for a productive day so i you know i advise you to try to look at you know because you're only gonna do as good as you feel so try your best to be cute or whatever that looks like for you I, but being in the role for me makes me tired yeah, um, I can agree because when you looking like the bed, the bed be calling you and then you go into the bed. So. You go into the bed. <laughs> but I will say um, when I do get dressed and I feel like I could just slip into my work, not work, like work, leave the house, brunch, work, leave the house, lunch. <laughs> Never come back. That's that's a thing too, because I'm ready to go. I'm ready to work from wherever at that point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> your eight year old self, um, what does she dream about? What did she want to be? Uh and I ask this question because there's these studies that show that at eight years old, that's when females, specifically girls, start to um like dream less, like their dream starts becoming tainted by the world. Um, they start to shrink. They start to like believe other stuff that people might say about them. So um, before that all happened, what did you want to be? What did you dream about? Like what was your like big Janella, big girl Janella situation? That's hella deep. I didn't know that. I am familiar with just like around seven is when, you know, you start to take on all of your like hobbies and like addictions in a sense or like your programmings. But I didn't know that specifically for girls. Yeah. That's, a That's scary. Shoot. <laughs> um, but you know what? It's, it's really on point for me because my dad was, um, my dad is a, a big like, what you reading today? Like he was always that the like 
my mom is like that too, but my, my dad was just very like, what you reading today? Like, did you brush your teeth? Um, you know, like just always asking me those questions. And he was, he was also the person that made sure that I always asked questions too. Like, if I don't know, like I ask so many questions and some people tease me about it, but it's just like, whatever. But anyway, when I was seven and he got a story. So it's funny you say eight, because when I was seven and I remember this too, I, so I wanted to be an archaeologist. Um, but when I was seven, he he always tell this story. He'd be like, when you were seven, I asked you, what did you want to be when you grow up? And you said an archaeologist. And I didn't know what the hell that was. <laughs> Girl, he said this story all the time. So it's funny that it coincides with just like, you know, being eight. And, you know, I, that was one of his very prominent stories of when I was a kid. But I'm a big... um I don't want to say history nerd. I used to say history nerd until somebody, a real history nerd was talking to me. And I was like, <laughs> so, I don't say history nerd. You was like, that's not my ministry anymore. I'm um, right now. Girl, no, I don't say history nerd no more. I, um, I am a big fan of like um, ancient civilizations. I am still fascinated by the pyramids. I was so fascinated by it when I was younger. I mean, like when we would go to the library, I would be picking up all the books with like the pictures of pyramids and like different cultures. Like I am big, big, big on that. And so um, I don't know why when I was seven, like I knew what an archaeologist was. I knew I wanted to be that. I guess I just wanted to dig up stuff. I don't know. But that, that yeah. stuff was just like a big thing for me. And I still have a passion for it. Like I'm always on Google or something like diving deep into whatever I didn't found on Instagram or something like that. But your girl wanted to be an archaeologist. That's dope. That's cool. I never um, met anybody <laughs> that wanted to be that, that knew that they wanted to be that. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Young. Talking about archaeology. Like, girl, what? That's a, <laughs> people was probably like, that's a big spelling word. Okay. <laughs> so um, let's get into your tech career. I know that you were former media personality, former cosmetologist, licensed cosmetologist. So how did you get into being a scrum master? And then how did you even choose that path? Because that's like a big deal. Um, with the new techies, like a lot of people don't know their path, right? They don't know like what's the difference between a project manager and a scrum master or a product manager or UX or UI or like they don't know, right? So how did you know specifically like I'm going into this particular discipline? Yeah. Well, I will say I'm still learning because the path chose me. <laughs> um, I was in radio, wasn't making as much money as I wanted to, to the point where like I couldn't move out of my mom's house. So I'm like on the radio. I'm this big, quote unquote, famous person to everybody else. But your girl ain't got no money. Um, and I've always had a love for graphic design and just being an artist as well. Um, I will say that was probably one of my other jobs that I wanted to do. I wanted to be an art teacher. Um, so I was trying to figure out, you know, I was trying to get back to me, that seven-year-old girl. Like, I was trying to get mm -hmm. back to me. I was looking up degrees, you know, that I could get. 
And, you know, just with research and times, I'm like, man, teachers not making no money. Archaeology is like a hobby for most people. <laughs> like, that's something that, you know. And so I'm like, oh, God, like, what can I do? Um, I've always been good at graphic design or just coming up with uh, concepts and aesthetics. And I really enjoyed being a journalist. So prior to me being in radio, like journalism was my was my major at school. I was like the editor of the newspaper and stuff. And I was like, well, I did like that. I love, you know, being creative and being in control of a creative process. So what is a creative director? Like I'm looking up all these different things. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I put out a status on Facebook and asked something like, you know, what What's the top something or I think I might have said, what do y'all think is my strong suit? I don't know. It was something like that. And one of my Facebook friends who I tell her to this day, like, girl, you don't know. You actually made me embark on my tech journey. Um, But she was like, look into computer science. Like, you know, it's making a lot of money, da 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 coding. And I was like, okay. So with that information, I tried to, you know, look up, okay, creative jobs in tech and but at the same time, I was pursuing coding because that was the only thing that somebody had told me to do. So in the midst of me doing a program for coding and all of that, knowing that was not, I was trying to make myself like it, but it was like, I don't like this, you know, but I was like, if this going to give me the bag, let me just keep going. So um, in the midst of that, I was looking up creative jobs and tech, UX and UI designer came up and Lord behold, as this coding program was ending, a co-worker at the radio station um, was in a, another program um, locally that I looked into and they had a UX UI design uh, like track. And I was like, oh, perfect. Like, look at God, you know. Um, so did that, enjoyed it and was like, OK, this is it. I found my niche. I found the creative role in tech. And as that program ended, I was presented a job opportunity, but I had to pick from three different titles. Uh, so I could have been a product owner, a scrum master, or a UX designer. And in the in the midst of that, I was like, I just learned UX design. I'm scared to be a UX designer. Like the pro- the imposter syndrome set in, but it was I still look back on it to this day. Like, why would I pick why would I have picked a scrum master when I didn't know nothing about that? Like, what made me pick scrum yeah. master? So that's why you I didn't mean, haven't heard about that before. Yeah, and like if I if I wasn't confident in UX designer, why would I have been confident in a scrum master? I again, that's why I say the 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 track chose me because I felt like what was asked I could do. Uh, just considering my skills and like facilitating this stuff in radio and like being a host because I was like, okay, I could do this. Like I'm a people person. Right. Let's do it. And got the job, um, make a long story short, and I've been learning backwards. So that's kind of why I um, have my podcast, because I'm, I'm a normal, everybody normal, but <laughs> like I, I'm a I'm a normal girl from a non-traditional tech background. Um, I'm a black woman, so I got flavor. I, you know, I don't talk all proper all the time. And um I still don't know. You know, I still don't know because I'm learning backwards. I fortunately was able to get the job. And this is also why I push like making your personality shine and making, um, you know, uh, wanting to learn be a key set in your interviews because that's what I did. I didn't know nothing about being a scrum master, but I knew who I was. I was confident in me and I sold myself. 
And so um, I'm still learning what the difference between a product and project manager is and a scrum master. Like I'm literally learning backwards. I am learning as I am in the role. Um, I'm learning things every day. I feel very scared every day. <laughs> um, and some days I'm very confident because I've, I've grown the skills. But the track chose me, honey. And I'm still <laughs> learning. I'm still trying to figure it out. So let's pick up these gems um, off the ground, okay, yeah. that uh, Janella just dropped for us. So so first, she said that she did her research, right? Um, I feel like that is a big thing. Yeah. I know people don't like to read, but baby, you're not going um, <laughs> to be able to make it, okay? Yeah. Um, you're not going to be able to scale your career, grow your career, advance it, even get into the door if you're not actively researching. Yeah. Because it was a couple of things, couple of research projects later that you ended up in the in the scrum master mm-hmm. role. So you know, you did your UX UI, you did your coding. So it was like a couple of steps of research, try and fail tests to even get to that point. Yep. I pivoted um, like three times before I got right. there. And so when right. people reach out to me about being a scrum master, I'm like, congrats on the journey because I had no idea this was for me. So when people reach out to me and they know that's what they want to do, I'm like, oh, wow, that's what's up. Because I did not know. Right. And you were willing to, to make those pivots. That's an important part, too, that you were w- willing to try not knowing whether it's going to be a success or a failure. You're still willing to try, put that work in. And then you said you put yourself out there, which is a big thing that I always try to tell people. You put yourself out there online and said that you were looking for something so that somebody in some kind of community or Somebody just in your network could be able to grab onto that and say, hey, I could connect you with so-and-so or I have this information or I know this boot camp, whatever course, whatever to um, put you on. So I know that a lot of people are not kind of willing to put themselves out there even when they don't know or to kind of look like a newbie. Right. Um, Humble in the journey, like child, you ain't going to get nowhere. If you're not humble in the journey, if you're not willing to listen to folks, because even when you feel like you know everything, when you get, when you're at the, in the middle of your journey, you're not going to get anywhere after that, because that's when you really got to network to the next level. You know, I'm working on that now. Like I've been so heads down because I did all my research and all my, you know, my work to get here. I've kind of taken a break from, um, and I did, I got a whole bunch of certs and all that. So I was like, Ooh, let me just take a break. Like, I just want to do my job right now. And, and now I find myself back in a, not back in a situation, like a bad thing, but I find myself kind of back in a, in a spirit type of position where I'm like, okay, I need to start talking again. I need to start learning again. I need to start looking up stuff because I've been sitting for, you know, several months. And now I'm like, oh, okay, all right, I can't sit here for long. It's time for the next step. So you gotta reach. Yeah, out. You got to. That's and a, people see you. That's the super gem. Yourself, 
you don't you really sometimes don't know your strong suits until you ask somebody else. It's so hard for us to get to know ourselves. Um because one, we ain't went on healing journeys, and two, we do so much every day. We not tapped into into ourselves. So sometimes asking your mama, your brother, your best friend, what do you think is my, you know, top skill, or what what can you see me doing? Like they see you every day. They would probably they may know more than you. So you gotta ask. Yeah, that's a super gem. Two super gems. I'm gonna go to the second one first, mm-hmm. which is. It's something that I always do even now in my in my stage of my tech journey, my career journey. I'm always I have a little survey. I text it out to people where I ask people. Um, I give them the multiple choice and everything like I it's a it's a full survey. It's like, OK, out of these things, can you pick what you think that I should be doing? Could you pick what you think I'm best at? Could you? Pick what you see me doing in the future. Like I have a whole survey that I send out because it's like, you don't even know what's the next level or what's to come. You don't know. Because you're in it every day. Your head's down, like you said. So how would you need to know how other people are seeing what you're putting out there, your energy that you're putting out there, the skills that you're putting out there. You need somebody else to come in and tell you that. So that, that is definitely something that I advise everybody to constantly do to look around and ask people, what am I doing a good job at? Yeah, That's the key that I use when it's time for promotion time. When it's time for um, that I know I need to start having this raised conversation. I'm going to send out emails to the people who I've worked with, stakeholders, team members, teammates, whatever. Um, And I'm going to ask what projects did we work together on? How did I impact the project? What was I best at? All that. Mm-hmm. So it's a continuous thing that you have to always be willing to put yourself out there to ask for feedback. That's number one. Yes. Yes. And number two, the continuous learning. Uh, I don't think people know that that's what they signed up for um, <laughs> when they I, for real. I love that. Oh God. And 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 y'all, I'm and I'ma say this quick, Jim. Nobody wants to work. We all don't <laughs> want to do nothing. We all want to do nothing. Okay. Stop, stop, you know, beating yourself up because this is what we we gotta continuously learn. We gotta get to the next step. And then you find yourself in an anxious depression because it's not working or you don't feel like you're learning fast enough, or you're not where other people want to be. Because the bottom line is, none of us want to work, but we got to. No. So you got to get to the plan. Because <laughs> continuous learning. But you ask for the bag too, right? It's, you ask for the bag, and then you asking for a bigger bag. And so, that is never going to stop, because your lifestyle is going to adjust each time. And you're going to be like, oh, okay. I can the get lifestyle this. is increasing. I can get this? Oh, Let's well, let me talk about that. that. It's never going to stop. So you either have to find peace in yourself and peace in where mm-hmm. you want to be and stay there, focus yep. at, and feel okay. Yep. When you see your best friend riding in the Maserati and you still in your Buick, that is fine. But you have to find peace in that. The difference is the, the jealousy or the envy that makes you feel like you're not doing enough or you're not learning enough. Yes. You're not going to the next level. You either find peace in where you are or you keep it going. But it ain't there's no it. other choice. Bag drop. Find peace 
we gonna find peace in the Porsche or the Pontiac. Somebody quote that. Come Somebody on. put that on. Come on. That's all okay. Man, that continuously learning it, it it is it is low key for the birds. Nobody wants to. I don't want to. I don't want to learn. I want to take a nap. <laughs> like, when we have. I want to take my and and then to sometimes we schedule those naps and sometimes we got to take that break like Janella just said it it's it's really all going to lead you to burnout the comparison yep the not having peace in the level where you are if you don't want to put in the work um trying to get to the next level without putting in no work or research because then you're just going to keep hitting the wall and then just taking a break from working that hard period or you got you got a bunch of certs or whatever like it's really really peace and you got a cert master that take a break then Mm -hmm. implement it and go on to the next don't just be out here just trying to go, go, go. You have yeah. to take those breaks. You have to kind of let the information sit in, the learning sit in, celebrate the growth, celebrate that current level. Mm-hmm. And then move on. It's, it's, like finding, it's like finding peace and finding peace is, is the key. Because I could easily be like, you know, oh, I'm going to take a break. But because I don't have peace and finding peace, I'm not going to tell anybody I'm taking a break. I'm just going to act like, you know, I'm still working, but I'm still okay. no, for instance, what I did with my podcast, I told everybody, baby, I'm taking a social media break because I am at peace at finding peace. I don't have to do nothing for none of y'all. I can get off social media today and today, right now and finding peace with myself. Because most people, they find peace, but they still doing extra stuff for everybody else. So they're not really finding peace. Until you find Mm-mm. peace in finding peace, you ain't, you're not worried about anybody else. You're not worried about the results. You're worried about you and how you feel. And that's all that matters. Everybody and everything is going to be there still. It's going to be there. It's going to be there. The, the 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 side hustle is going to be there. The next tech job is going to be Internet there. The service is going to be there. Udemy and Coursera are continuing. Okay, it's going to be there. That's all I'm saying. It's going to be there. Find peace and find. I love that finding peace and finding peace. That's also a quotable, a tweetable. So okay, when y'all hear this, put that out there too. Now. Let's go into the day in in, in the life um, of a scrum master. Can you let the people know what is it that you guys do? Um, what's the value that y'all bring to the to the project to the team? Um, what does the day look like? How's the job? Let us know. Yeah, so my job is um, I facilitate the ceremony. So if your company is working in an agile framework and a scrum framework, then you have a scrum master and you are very familiar with the ceremonies that take place within each team. So as a scrum master, I am facilitating those ceremonies. And so facilitation may look like me scheduling the ceremony or the meeting because the ceremony is a meeting, y'all. It ain't a seance. Um, <laughs> people be like, ceremony, a 
just just the meeting. Um, they call them ceremonies. Uh, so it may look like me scheduling that ceremony, me actually running that ceremony. So, you know, ensuring that each person has a say in that meeting, ensuring that we are getting to the point and we're getting through the agenda of that meeting and we're closing that meeting mm -hmm. when we need to because the key is that the developers have as much time as possible to work on the increment that we need to release at the end of these sprints or whenever these people, these stakeholders need the work. So my job is to ensure that the developer's time is maximized for the most part. So they don't need to be lingering in these hour-long meetings or if they do, who needs to be here? Because if this person doesn't need to be here, they need to drop and they need to work. So my job is to ensure that and ensure that the people that may be keeping them from doing that are being coached as to how they don't need to do that in the future. So I may be hitting up the PO or maybe even their manager and saying, hey, you know, this person is having a hard time. This person is, you know, having a lot of time in this particular meeting. I, how can we, you know, bargain? I'm, I'm literally making deals every day with people. Um, I may be talking to other scrum masters and other teams about how maybe my team needs something from their team. So making sure, again, that the developers don't have to do any of that, that, that communication so that they can be heads down in the work. Um, I'm also tracking the project. I'm also tracking metrics. So like, how great are we doing? How fast are we working? Um, if we're not working fast this sprint, how can we work faster next sprint? What ex what happened exactly? So I'm helping them have these conversations within the team and within themselves so that they can say, oh, you know what? I need to do this versus me telling them to do it because your job as a scrum master is not to be like, y'all not doing this and y'all need to do it. <laughs> My job is to encourage the conversation so that they can be self-organizing. Um, and then I would say on the back end, um, as a scrum master, because most people are like, well, outside of beatings, what are you doing? Um, I am, girl, it's like, yes, of course, I'm not in a meeting, but that don't mean I ain't working, child. Like, <laughs> So um, on the back end, I may be um, finding other stories from or user stories or work for people that that may not be familiar with the terms, but I'm I'm probably tracking down work from other teams that may not have been tracked onto other features. Um, I may be getting with the business, like, y'all, I see this is for my team, but y'all haven't given us what we needed to even get the work done. So, and this is this is something that happens every day. So people may be thinking like, okay, well, after you say that, then what? No, these are ongoing conversations. Um, and mm -hmm, also, you know, if, if your if your team or your company has something that's being used by users actually on the outside, a scrum master needs to be able to be attentive to prod issues that come up. Because let's just say on Instagram, you know, uh, your pictures are not uploaded. Oh, my God. It's Instagram is going crazy right now. I need to ensure right. my team is on top of stuff that users may be coming in contact with because it's it's like that's critical so um i do a lot i don't know what the word would be that would encompass everything that i do i mean of course it's project management it's a project management style um but i'm kind of all over <laughs> i'm kind of that person that's in everybody's business how did you learn kind of how to we call it interface with the with the tech team 
as well as the business speak the language of the tech team and then speak the language of the business um, sidebar for uh, whoever might not know. The tech team speaks one language. The business team speaks another language. When we say the business, we mean um, anybody who is not in a technical role or they're not on a development team. So like I'm part of the business, right? Right. Because I'm in design. So how did you learn to speak both languages and then communicate that? Like coming off the street and then, you know, being new to the whole world. Um, honestly, I'm I'm still learning. So I think that comes with just experience. Um, but your girl literally the other day I just Googled simple developer terms because sometimes I need to know what the hell they're talking about. Um, because sometimes I don't know. But I also try not to get in the weeds too much either because it's a waste of time. I'm not a developer. If I really need to know, I'll ask. You know, somebody that I know can say it in simple terms because sometimes developers, they'll tell you what it mean and what they just said don't mean nothing to you because you know it don't make sense. Right. <laughs> so, um, right. I think honestly, truly, that comes over time, understanding what folks are talking about. But I also say don't sleep on transparency. This is a pillar in Scrum transparency it the more transparency your project has and the people on your team has and when I say transparency I mean every little thing that's being done is being said every conversation that's being had with anybody is visible the more transparency you have the more understanding you'll have with anything that's going on a lack of transparency brings confusion and that's with terms, language, business, technical. If you ain't got that, everybody's confused. Um, so yeah, prior to and and I'll say prior to that, which up I've been at Scrum Master for two years. I just had my first PI because my um the org that I'm in, we're going to cloud, so we're kind of a new org. We never had a PI which is a, y'all go Google it. A PI is a planning session, basically. Um, but our first PI was three months ago. Prior to that, I didn't know what the hell we were doing. I had no transparency. I was going off of what other people were saying. I was piecing it together. I was struggling. I just got transparency into our project, into our dependencies, into other teams that are working on with this you know, with us, that is the key to understanding anything. So if you don't know yeah, what's not working, I, I agree. You gotta get that transparency. Whether you're a scrum master, developer, a manager, you on the business, ask those questions. What the hell are we doing? Yeah, <laughs> what's the expectation? You can't go anywhere without expectations. You can't get Ooh. anywhere without expectations. So that's key. First and foremost, that's part of my 90 day onboarding myself. Mm. Um, what I need when I'm starting at this company or whatever, because y'all not gonna have me out here okay. faking, making up expectations. You don't really know what to do because you don't know nobody set expectations mm-hmm. for you. Nobody has milestones, deliverables. Um, 
what are you being measured to? Like, yeah, you you gotta you gotta get all of this, preferably in writing, as Janelle has for said. real. It um, needs to be laid out, and it needs to be laid out in front of everybody. Don't just CC me on an email. I don't want that much responsibility. CC my manager, my team manager, my team, my PO, because it's not going to hurt for them to to know. So just yeah. tell everybody. I don't yeah. want to be the only one with this. And we need visibility. Exactly. So absolutely, honey, I need like help. SOS. <laughs> Send help. Send help. Okay. So for anyone who is listening that may want to go down the career path of a scrum master, can you give us maybe three to five things you feel like they should master that could give them like the jump start on on developing their career from your experience so far? Being an extrovert. Um, I'm sorry, introverts. This is an extroverted role. You're going to have to talk to people. You're going to have to demand things from people. You're going to have to get very serious with people. I, too, have issues sometimes where some days I'm just, I don't feel like talking to y'all like that. So I'm probably quiet today. You know what I mean? Like, I and I've gotten comfortable with saying that, like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm good at this. I just have days where I don't feel like talking, you know? So, um. You, you have to be assertive. Um, assertive is a, a, a thing. I would say being detail-oriented is another thing because it could be as simple as a comment on a ticket or a link that needs to be on a ticket. Um, these are the little bitty things that nobody pays attention to but me, but they come in handy. At, woo, they, they are so important. When it's time to do something important, track down a ticket. Yeah, track down work, track down a deployment, track down if it was done or how it was done. Or these, those little bitty things are very important when it's time for when somebody's asking of something. Nobody knows, but guess who knows? Hi, it's me because (laughs) I made sure that this was tracked properly. So, um, being detail oriented, um, I would also say being happy and friendly. I have my days where I'm irritated, but you know I still come to work with a um, polite voice. Um, I know some scrum masters who are very kind of dictatory, and their team moves their teams move out of fear because they're very bossy and they're very mean. You know. I don't want my teams to work like that, but I don't want them to feel like they can just slide by either. But in the same notion, if you're happy, you're nice, you're kind, you check on them, um, they'll tell you whatever. You got to build trust. So um, that and I guess a fourth slash fifth would be um, just open to change. Like that's literally what a scrum master does. Like I have to make sure everybody else is open to change and nobody really checks on the scrum master. When there's change, because <laughs> we the change agents. So I think um, <laughs> you have to triple be open to change because while you coaching your team, like, all right, child, this is what we're doing now. You have to already have that conversation with yourself before you even have it with your team. So don't don't get comfortable with the way that things are going because things can reorg. The project can change. The project can be deprioritized. New people come on the team. 
we just got interns randomly last week. I was like, who was going to tell us? But well, I can't really do that. I mean, I can, but for to save face for my team, I'll talk to their manager, the other folks. But it's just like, I have to coach the team. Like, all right, y'all, we got interns. Who's going to be the liaison to kind of help them? You know, like, instead of saying, damn, y'all, we got interns. Like, why would they bring interns in? Right. <laughs> but right. We could talk about it. You know, you could be personable with your team, but at the same time, you don't want them to freak out. So, um, you know, inviting change, um, being comfortable with change or not being comfortable at all. So, yeah. Okay. That was good. That was good. So, check back on that top five. Um, everybody might need to pull that up, run that back. Uh, listen to that if you are interested in the scrum master role so in hindsight now where you are now before you started getting your tech money and you were in this tech path what's what are some things you wished you knew that would have better prepared you oh baby mm, okay. <laughs> mm, okay run that back what <laughs> Okay, gotta, let's go. Gotta, let's go again. She said. She had to put on okay. lip gloss, y'all. When I think I put on lip gloss. <laughs> Sometimes I, I do that. I think it's like, nervous big. things. Like, you know, like, you know how people, like, bite their nails? Like, I'll be like. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you saw. I already, um, I had to. I don't have my makeup in here, but I do keep a nice little yeah. Vaseline uh, on my office desk. So... I think it's being on the camera. Oh, I think yeah. it's like, I don't know. I don't know if I always did it or if it's just like when you see yourself, right, you're like, okay, I need to get my <laughs> Right. Let me refresh. So <laughs> in hindsight, what, what, what are some things, you know, you wish you knew before you started getting your tech money and you were scrum master, Janella, um, what are some things you wish you knew or, or had, um, that would have helped you to get where you are now, either faster, more efficiently, without less, you know, with less stress. Yeah, or... I feel like um, I will say that I think my journey was perfect. Um, it, it was long when it was happening because it took me about a year and a half to actually bag a position. But I wouldn't trade what I learned in that amount of time because I'm such a um, a forward thinker. So when I was pursuing tech, I, I low-key wasn't still, I still wasn't ready to leave radio, but COVID happened and it forced it and it was perfect timing. It was perfect timing. Um, so that's why I think beyond tech and beyond this journey, and I had a the mini sold on my, on my podcast about gratitude, um, I think you also have to find the, the spiritual journey in your journey and the why, because what I know now is like perfectly set up for in for all things in my life for me you know going into my 30s for me being in tech like it was positioned perfectly um so I think what I wish I knew on a grander scale is that um we touched on it I guess it's it's ongoing until you find peace with having peace mm-hmm. and I bat I still battle with that every day for myself because it's like I love where I'm at. I love the money I'm making. I do love my job. Um, I would love to, you know, pivot and go to another company, you know, whenever, however. 
But I also have that itch in my, the back of my head, like, what is next? I need to get more, you know? And it's like, as I'm coming on 30, like, finding peace and finding peace. Like, girl, relax. <laughs> like, it's going to be here. Chill out. Yeah. It, and it may yeah. be a little bit of PTSD of being a, a person of color, being a black woman as well, getting... Ooh, this is a whole nother topic. We, we might have to. We might have to part two. We might have to figure out our schedules because there is a serious PTSD in like, am I doing enough? Am I like you said that itch is there, and you're like, okay. I mean, I've been broke, so come on. I, let's. That it might be that. So. It might could come back, so you let, know. Let me just, let, let me, me prepare let me for on. disappointment. You know what I'm saying? Like I, that too. That, is that a too. SD thought in my head every day. Like you know, I'm 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 comfortable. You know, let's just say in my apartment, I live in a luxury building. Could not afford it at first. I'm not living beyond my means, but I also think like, well, okay, so if I. You know, okay, I got this saved, but the way the work the work field is, okay, if I get it, okay, well, I guess I could go back. Like, yeah, always having a. I I swear you are in my head because I just thought about that. I think it was either today or yesterday. Like before I got here, I couldn't afford it, but now I can afford it. I'm not living beyond my means, but I'm just like I'm right there. I'm saving, but you know, I'm right there. So it's real. It's scary something could happen if something happened then you know i could i could do this i could do that i could freelance yeah I could, you know it's whatever whatever so, finding peace yeah. because if you do not you will be scared you will be scared like every day i have to oh yeah you will be especially in these times with the way people are getting laid off um I'm trying to find a therapist so I could do a live because people need some kind of something right now as far as the the layoffs are concerned. Like I swear every day I get on LinkedIn and another tech company is laying people off, unfortunately, or I see, you know, a tech colleague who has been laid off. Um it's it's traumatic out there. It's so that spiritual journey with the journey. You would definitely you will definitely be scared. And and it's definitely spiritual journey within the journey because at one point in my life, I would have been scared. But now I don't feel scared. Mm -hmm. I feel prepared. Now I don't feel, I feel like God has given me a, a skill set, allowed me to develop the skill set, allow me to be comfortable in the skill set. So then like, where would I be lacking? Because if I get laid off, I'm just going to get- Come on. This leads me to- the episode that drops tomorrow, I swear this is not a plug. This is just perfect timing. The episode <laughs> that drops tomorrow on Tech Misfits is let your tech skills pivot your life. Because what I just said a little second ago, I'm back into my grind of what can I learn. I asked on the Instagram, what's new, y'all? What should people be learning? And we can go into AI, cloud development, all of that. And I could easily get distracted and carried away around okay this is new let me hop on this without having purpose or interest in it at all yep. but the over the course of the last couple of days I said girl 
You don't want to know about none of that. That is not, you don't even, that's not, go back to user experience. Mm -hmm. Start really solidifying your skills that you started a year ago in that. Make some connects, you know, start just revamping your research and stick with what you like and what you know. Don't go off into a tangent because this is what's new and this is what's making money. But this is why you have to stay focused as well. I sh- I could easily be like, okay, cloud development. Okay, let me um let me learn about. Cal- I looked that shit up. I said, I don't. What is this? <laughs> like, it wasn't giving, and it wasn't giving because it's, it it's not it's not yeah, it part of your really alignment. Go get. Let me go Mm-mm. solidify the skills that I've already started on, which is user experience design. And so, I anyway, I say this when I say pivot your life because in the episode I mentioned being ready if something happens. What skill do the skills you have help a corporation or do they help you? And so, I I know the skills yeah. that I have helped me because I'm I got a podcast and all of that. But when it comes to the real tech skills. Can I go be a scrum master on my own? Absolutely not. Like, I need a corporation to be a scrum master. So I need to start learning and revamping how to be a user experience designer so that I can freelance. I can do what I need to do outside of work. And that's that's what I'm thinking about. I ain't thinking about climbing the corporate ladder. I'm thinking about, okay, if something goes down. Can what I can my project management skills help me in create a business? They can, but they will not generate money. I need a skill. So that's where I'm at. Yes. And then, let's, oh, so many <laughs> things just happened. We got the plug for the next episode. Make sure y'all check into that. Make sure y'all tap in over there. We had, we got a, um, we got an inf- inflation slash layoff prep. What y'all need to do is make sure that you guys have hard skills. When I say hard skills, that is a skill that can be done anywhere that you possess, not the company possesses, that you possess, that you could just pick up and say, tomorrow I can design a website. Tomorrow I could do animation. Tomorrow I can code. I can project manage. I can... um. UX design, I can UX research. And it doesn't have to be quote unquote technical as in coding, because y'all know we are mm-hmm. team no code here. Um, it just has to be a skill that you can do repeatedly that you possess that can make you money. That's it. So I'm I do feel bad for everyone who has um lost their job, but I will say for those who are nervous and scared thinking about like maybe, you know, there might be some layoffs, you're hearing some rumors, go ahead and don't be talking about cloud <laughs> and um, AI and ML. Let's just go ahead and go back into our bags and pull out those hard skills that we can, that we know we already have mastered or that we can take some courses and refresh ourselves. Yeah. Because yeah. if... If the unfortunate event that I don't I don't know what's happening with the mm-hmm. with the with the market in the unfortunate event that you are laid off, you will need to quickly because I know we live in some kind of lifestyles yeah. in tech. I, I'm not 
I'm not going to be naive. It's above average. Like, and I say, because it's like, it's damn, above why, average. why can I live here without, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, this is a decent place. It is a nice place, but I'm not in no mansion. Why can't this be obtainable right. without a six figure salary? This is disgusting. <laughs> really? But that's the whole podcast too. Girl, but you know we 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 already talked about that that six figure ain't hitting like it was before either. So let's just get these yes. skills up. Yes. Let's just get these skills up. On my episode was don't let what I'm telling you derail you from where you're going. So if your focus right now is to bag that corporate job, absolutely do that. Don't say oh they said go find skills for people getting laid off. Don't let that. Don't let that derail you from getting that job, okay? Job please don't, please don't put that on me. Please do what is job. best for you at all times. I'm not, I am not a financial advisor. I'm yes. just talking about the, the experience first. I had um, yes. within this Get the journey. job first and the job, and then okay. just start getting prepared. That's all we saying. Don't go cry cry. Yeah. We just want you to be prepared and and mm-hmm. cover those bases. Now, um, tech misfits and your your career coaching hours that you give to people. Can you tell the people why you started that? Tell us a little bit about. I don't know. There might be some people who don't know mm-hmm. Tech Misfits podcast, um, and they don't know that you are offering um, yeah. coaching. So let's talk about that. So when I was in radio, I I had a YouTube channel where I did, uh, you know, uh, videos about how to get in radio because I used to get so many people asking, how do I get in radio? Boom. Did my, okay, y'all, I'm out of radio. I'm in tech video and started getting questions about how do I get in tech? So um, I continued YouTube and I still do YouTube, but I, it obviously making videos is a little more effort. Um, and I knew I wanted to do a mm-hmm. podcast because I had already had one with um uh, uh, one of my friends who's in media, but we ended up shutting it down. And I was like, I love a podcast format. So I was like, okay, I know I want to do a tech podcast. Um, launched it in December um, because I was getting all that feedback from YouTube. And, you know, I'm like, all right, y'all, this is where I'm going. I still do videos every so often, but this is where I'm going. And um, I just really right. wanted people to know that I can um, say what needs to be said about tech in a way that you can understand. So like my my tagline is raw and relatable conversations for the tech newbie um, because what I was getting on YouTube before I got in tech was people that didn't look like me and I couldn't understand, if you know what I'm trying to say. I was like, <laughs> what did they say? <laughs> um, so... I think that that is the value that my viewers and listeners are getting is that they go and search something and it's not this person that don't look like them that they can't understand. Like, oh my God, I can actually understand what she's saying. She's saying it in a hip way, you know, and she looks like me. So I, I definitely um, take pride in like being able to give that value to folks. Um, and it's just been up from there. Like I I thought it was going to be, you know, cool little podcast, but it's it's doing numbers now. I said, okay, y'all like this, huh? Um, so yeah, it's not just about scrum. It's about just general. It's sometimes about 
you know, branding because my background is still in, you know, media and branding. So I try to mix everything that I love about, you know, tech as a whole into the podcast. And I have my Scrum Master episodes every so often. So, yep. Nice. Yes. I'm a fan. We are, we are yeah. sisters in tech and in podcasting. So, um, y'all go check that out. Y'all go support it and keep downloading. Um, check it yes. out. Tapping in. So, um, let's close with, I know that it's mental health awareness month and I know that you will take your social media break and okay. you will tap out when you need to, to, to to fill up your cup but can you tell us a little bit about your any of your like self-care soul care routines that kind of help you keep going being like a tech influencer podcaster and then also like a black woman in tech because then you know that comes with its own situations and (laughs) microaggressions and aggressions and trauma that we have to deal with as well. So how do you how do you like fill up your cup and um do yes. your soul caring Um I think my first thing was understanding what that is. I went on a spiritual journey in 2017 where I really understood what like um manifestation is and um all of that, right? Like the secret to life is manifesting and just being one and being in the now. And so I'm very familiar with the spiritual process of that. And I, I and I give all of my gratitude and thanks to that journey that I went through back then to where now I'm able to recognize when I have anxiety, when I'm depressed, when I need to just lay down, because that is to me the key. People don't even know. They just battling it and they like, what the hell is wrong with me? They're probably not even asking that. They just going through it. So I know when I need to sit down. Um, so that's one knowing Two, I go to Ulta. I love Ulta. I, and I, and I, I've noticed since I have a little more money, yes. like retail is a therapy of mine. I'm not a big clothes buyer, but I will go to Ulta and grab some <laughs> lip gloss. <laughs> I'll grab my lip gloss. Um, and I'll go to Target. Those are two stores that make me just feel good. Target and Ulta. Yes. And I mean, like on a on yes. a real mental feel good level. Like I ain't even being funny. Like I walk in there and I'm like, whew. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Target is a I, place of zen. And they don't. They uh, got it down packed. Do you hear me, girl? Uh, oh, listen, the, the branding. Um, oh. I need to talk to that brand. That brand. That brand strategist no, is the real. artist, okay? So, Ulta and Target, when I have my retail therapy, um, I do work out. I, I'm a chubby girl, but I work out every day for the most part, or maybe like five times a week. I try to get the hell up and do something, um, get outside. And then I would have to say uh, my best friend, like me and her are very, very similar. We on the same healing journeys, um, and we have our days and we just be right there with each other and like it's a safe she's literally my safe space and I know some people you know they're not blessed to have best friends and friends that they can trust um so I'm I'm very grateful for her but that is definitely like she get me through a lot and I, I do the same for her and she's very understanding you know like yesterday for I'm gonna get this little tidbit like yesterday she was having a day and I was like, oh, girl, I'm not having a day. So call me later because I didn't want her to mess me up. And that was OK. 
So, you know, having people that understand when you need time or vice versa, like yes. that emotional intelligence is key in any relationship, friendship, whatever, whenever you have a mental break. Yeah. Any relationship. App exactly. Even with yourself. Having a having a day. Like, I don't want to get up today. I'm going to be on the couch. Totally fine. Totally fine. Yeah. Totally fine. I'm not working out. And tell the manager, like, I'm, I'm not cooking. Yeah. Today, no. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. Um, I think I dropped this on the, on the, um, on the socials. Mental health, sometime in the workplace, this little career mental health tip for y'all. Um, turn that camera off. Oh, no real. apologies. If it's not, if it's a, if it's not an on-camera day, then it's not an on-camera day. And I'm not even going to say anything. Yeah. I'm just not. No, for real. Off. Like for real. And I, and I, but I honestly, yes. I'll say vice versa. Like. Our, my team mostly has their cameras off. Like I have like actual meetings where I'd be like, okay, it's a camera's on meeting because we ain't seen each other. And sometimes that in itself makes us happier because we've been so mute that when we see each other's faces, it's like, oh, what's up? You know, like it brings a better energy. So yeah. it's vice versa. If your cameras are always on, turn it off. If they always off, turn it, it is. on. And you know, it'll have that same effect. Yes. Yes. I agree. Well, misfits that are listening, um, Sash Tribe, let's thank Janella for coming on to the podcast. I loved having her. It's always a good kiki with her um, on socials and in the pod. So thank yes, you for letting thank me you for talk my on. Sass, girl. I'm so happy. Thank you. You gotta talk to <laughs> Sass, of course. Okay, guys, keep talking that Sass. Bye bye. So that was episode 10 of the podcast, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in this season and checking out this podcast. Thanks for rocking with me this whole season. I'm so grateful for all the listeners and all the downloads. And if you guys really want to check for me and check for this podcast and continue supporting, I would love it if you would tap that subscribe or like button or leave me a review. That is really how uh, we keep this podcast going and how I'm able to get this podcast into the headphones, into the AirPods, whatever it is, um, to the listeners. This is how we elevate this podcast and get it out to more people. So I really, really hope you enjoyed this season and enjoyed that last episode with my girl Janella, Forever Janella on IG, or if you want to go directly to her podcast, it is a Tech Misfits podcast on IG as well. Go ahead and follow her. Um, I want to know what you think about this episode and what you thought about the podcast and the season so far. So you can DM me, reach out to me on Instagram or Twitter. Jen Talks Tech is my handle. You guys can also email me with any questions, recommendations, suggestions, feedback at message at talkyoursass.com. The best way to reach me though is to text me directly at 202-978-4072. That is really my real number for me. You guys can hit me up directly there. 
it's gonna go straight to my phone. And don't forget, guys, refer this to your tech best friend or your favorite tech baddie if you feel like this would be helpful for them to listen to. I love hearing from dope women like you, reading you guys' reviews, questions, and comments about the show. When I post on IG, go ahead and show me some love. Let me know how you feel about the show. Thank you so much for listening. I am Jenna Bewent. Until next time, I am making room and taking up space and talking more sass. Also, this is the end of the season. As I said, I'm probably going to be coming back in August, the first Saturday in August. So I'm taking my summer break. But I will still be talking SS on the socials and on the internet. So you can catch me there giving out more tech career content and um, tips and strategies all summer long. I'm also going to be launching my community for UXers, for um, black and brown UXers in career development, skill building and training this summer look out for that you can check it out on IGs pretty soon I'm going to be dropping the waitlist for that all right y'all peace <laughs>